what I said. The hand cream is not precious anymore. But like where did you not... find the hand cream? Here. Right here. So I was like, oh yeah. And then you just used it. Yeah. I literally, it didn't feel like a bad habit. You know what? Mukunda, you... <laughs> That's really terrible. It was it was nearly finished. But I've just shown you now. I've given you a lot more than you thought you could get out. Yeah, but yeah, those are still dregs. You got the second last dreg. Okay, so first of all, so you apologize. It's your ego. <laughs> I most certainly do not. <laughs> wow. Do you know what? It's always a problem. Like the person that finished the last cookie. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it's my cream. It's not our cookies. It's my cream. Can we can we please revisit this when you freely help yourself to my cream? Because yeah, because it's full. You have full punnets of cream. Oh my god. You have gosh. two body shops. All all stacked up, ready to go. It doesn't mean you can just come and dip your big and ass last... face in it. <laughs> okay. Dip each elbow and then rub, honestly. Yeah, wow. Does anyone do that, by the way? We're recording. <laughs> FYI. Yeah, all on camera, bitch. Um, does anyone else go into body shop and moisturize their elbows? I love this doing that. This bitch. <laughs> it, was the, uh, it was actually the single most embarrassing moment of my life. We go into the body shop. We're like in our <laughs> teens. So I'm like maybe 18. So I'm obviously too good for everything. Yeah. And Mukunda's what? Like 10, 11? No, we must have been a bit older. Is I that when... in my 20s. Oh, yes. And you're a teen. Yes. And still I was too good for everything. We go in. I'm like, I'm trying to act like I have enough money to buy body shop. And so I just try like a little bit on my hand and I rub like, you know, the two drops together. This bitch goes in. I see her putting it on her hands. Then she rubs it on her elbows. And I thought that was bad enough. Then she takes oh, her glasses on. off and she rubs them all over her face. Come on. And I was just thinking, at what point does it start becoming a tester? Like, <laughs> <laughs> At what point? So was that testing or was that like an yeah, actual trial? That was, that, I couldn't write. Or was that home use? That, you, was, that home was home use. use. <laughs> you showered and came dry to the body shop. And creamed like, my face, creamed everything, boy. your knees, girl. You went in. I went in. in. I could, when you took off your glasses, like it goes beyond. Oh, let's just try it out. Like it's so such a thoughtful. Yeah, my glasses. Sometimes I do my ankles, but that's if it's a thick, like a pomade, like a. <laughs> those creams where if you tip tip it over, it does it can't drop because it's like thick. <laughs> then I do my 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 ankles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, hey, 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 hom- hey, maid. <laughs> Why do you keep saying that? We changed it. Hey, homeowner. Hey. Hey, millionaire. Hey. Today, how are you? Are you well? Yeah, well, look, I'm a little bit down about this topic, eh? I know, so you're I'm so well, triggered. I'm like, yeah, I'm hella triggered. This is very triggered and boring and sad, so I'm going to carry this episode. <laughs> no shame. Yeah, it is a triggering one we want to chat about. I am so excited though about it and yeah. we're going to have about 18 million of these episodes because I'm really interested in our relationship as a society globally um, to fatness and mm. to like bodies and food um, and yeah it's a very triggering and so trigger warning um, that's oh, what we're yeah. talking about. Mm. I'm also going to I think add in a bit about um, like catcalling, sexual violence, um, food eating disorders so that's a trigger warning. More tunes for your head top, just so you know. Um, what does that mean? More tunes for your head top. What What does that even mean? It's Drake. <laughs> so that's why you don't know, because you listen to Mumford and Sons. So how would you know? <laughs> Which gonna, is good. I'll name my kitty Drake, though. I know. That That's how much, yeah. No, I've moved away from Drake music. It actually, he got me into a lot of trouble. Oh, yeah? When I was listening, every time I listen to Drake, I'm with dust, I'm with men who sleep <laughs> on mattresses on the ground. <laughs> Yeah, and with... they introduce you with pride to their room. I know, and it's a matter of yeah. Every time I listen to Drake, I yeah. end up with those kind of guys because that's the energy he holds. Like even though he's so neat and rich, 
he like acts like that guy on the mattress in his mum's basement. Seriously, the way he cries all the time about like, why don't you, why don't you notice me? I'm the nice guy. Like I'm always on the bleachers, and it's like Drake, you have a beard now. You're not on the bleachers. Like leave it. <laughs> but no trauma, trauma. He's doing the best he can. Like we all are. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> Um, but fatness, I'm so interested in this topic because I've recently started calling myself fat and it's been the most fun thing mm-hmm. I've experienced of late. And that's because it's a word like I'm reclaiming um, because I think when I was a kid, I literally would have nightmares of being called fat by a guy in front of other people. Like that was my biggest fear. Like if someone calls me fat, I will crumble. I'll have to leave the country wow. because I'm just so ashamed. And so it's so nice now at my big age to be like, hi, I'm fat. And like, it's cool. I'm alive. I'm good. I'm healthy. I'm happy. I'm like a rounded person. And fatness is... A rounded person. (laughs) Yo, hey. What is that called? Pun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a rounded person in many ways. And it's just like not that deep. Or is it though? So I think it's not that deep. But I also realized I've been on a diet for the past... It's now probably 11 years this year. 11? Like... Since I was 15, I've literally been on a different diet or like some kind of, whether it's not a regimented diet, but my own self-prescribed one, like no sweets, no this, no carbs for all my adult life. And so as much as I say it's like not that deep, I feel like it is. Mm. And I think the reason I want to talk about this is because it doesn't matter how big you are or small you are. It doesn't matter your race, your gender, sexual orientation, your nationality, how rich or poor you are everybody has a relationship to fatness because we spend our whole lives either being fat and resenting it or afraid of being fat and monitoring our weight or trying to lose weight like our whole lives and that's actually exhausting and pretty crazy Mm. like I can't believe I've been dieting for 11 years like focused on what I eat yeah and so now that you are that's interesting I didn't know you were actively reclaiming the word fat Um, but if I think about it obviously you were um slash r and has it changed has it helped yeah well look i also think and i i I couldn't vocalize this until i listened to i I read some tweets by i think she's called your fat friend i'll link her but she's a fat advocate on twitter and she said there's a real big difference between being like unequivocally fat like wherever you go whatever country you are fat versus in some you know contexts you're fat other places they call you big boned other places you're just thick yeah um you're a big you're a big girl and i'm that i'm fat in some country in geneva i was fat in england and like probably in the u.s i'd be called like big or thick um and so i have that privilege i can use that word really willy-nilly because people don't come up to me like shout at me that i'm fat no one's told me i've not had any strange dating experiences where because i'm fat um you know i have like the short end of the stick versus people who are i think undeniably fat by like global standards have don't have the same privilege so i think it yeah it's been fun but i also know it's easy because it's a space i can slip in and out of so it's not real it's not real revolutionary activism that you know that much because i actually realize it's just like a privilege i have like and it's fun because it doesn't have that much weight because i know (laughs) i don't like suffer from I don't go to the doctor and I'm not, and, and you know, I'm dismissed because of my weight. Like I don't, I'm not there at all in my size. Are you not being unfair because you've been dieting since you were 11 or 15 or whatever? Yeah. So just because it's not someone else's struggle, like I think it's still, 
I think it's hella. I think it is hella deep, and it is oh, that everything- like hella important. Oh, absolutely. But I think what I'm saying is that I think it was such an easy jump for me oh. because experientially, the only experience, the only time I remember I'm fat is literally when I'm going sh- uh, clothes shopping, right? And that's really an inconvenience when like I go to a shop and they stop at size 16 and I'm size 18 to 20 in pants, and then I have to go to the fix or to another shop that has my size. But otherwise. In my existence, nothing ever happens to me. I can sit on seats. I can, I'm fine on airplanes. I'm fine in all these spaces that are designed for a certain body. And so I think what I'm saying is that that's actually the point is that regardless of how conventional you look or unconventional, everybody's got a really specific relationship to fatness. Yeah. And I think for me, the revolutionary thing isn't calling myself fat. The revolutionary thing is to ask myself why at 26 coming on 26 now i'm still dieting when i know that i've been doing it for 11 years like that's the hard work yeah calling myself fat isn't because i'm trying to remove myself from that fat from this fatness anyway right you know what i mean yeah um yeah yeah i do i think you know when when you when you came and started living with me was a was a big change in my life and that was one of them like just owning the word fat because it had always been taboo and Mm you know, from a very young age, basically you'll die if you get fat or you'll like, it was just the worst thing I could be was to be fat. I remember, um, my dad, when we took, um, shame, love him, whatever, all those disclaimers. But when we took my brother to, uh, like catch the bus to go to school, uh, which I was going to go to the next year. And he said, you see those girls in those uniforms, it won't look nice if you're fat. Like I distinctly remember at the age of 11 thinking, Mm. shit, I've really got to, watch out for this. Oh, and that, and so much more before, like my first memory of being called fat was my brother called me fat when I was five. I had a nice pot belly. Um, he called me fat. And that, I remember that was the first moment I thought, Oh shit. And it just went down from there. Like I started gaining weight. Mm. I remember running. It's like, I would run at break time to try and lose weight. Then I'd be so proud and come show people how my tummy's gone a bit down. At five and, years old. Um, so then the running was like at maybe nine, 10, Jeez. but like five, definitely. I even remember the spot outside home when we were fighting and he goes, yeah, well you're fat. Mm. And I looked down and saw my belly and I was like, wow, is that fat? Oh it was horrible. Anyway. Yeah. That was horrible, horrible. Yeah. So for me, for you then to come and just so lightly use the word fat, like, yes, fat bitches, like you, you know, like look at that and like celebrating fatness or, or not even celebrating, but also just not being phased by you know so this is this is fat like oh lol type thing yeah was really good for me um for a time <laughs> yeah no for a time no yeah. for sure and now i'm just feeling like i'm just so sick of all of it like i am so so done with needing to be fat or not or like it's just so much of a gray area and pointless absolute for me like absolutely pointless do you think you'll ever, when you do lose the weight, let's say you lose 15 kilograms. 25 is that? 25, age? yeah, 25 kilograms. That's also the fucking problem. Like, that's huge. That's, yeah. what is 25? That's like, that's a couch. Five babies. Yeah, it's a couch. It's babies like, are five kilos. Yeah, when they're born, aren't they? <laughs> no, those are the huge babies from like no, North how London. How much do you think? <laughs> from North London. No, from North, North London. England, from like. <laughs> From Manchester. Those people don't have five kilo babies. The ones that just feed on potatoes. The ones that have yeah, taters. Taters and Tater tots. And, and what's it? And milk. Like cows. I don't know what makes babies five kilos. No, we're not gonna shame milk. babies, no. No, babies. But no, we're not shaming babies. Mukunda, babies are born at five like kilos. Kilos, aren't they? Like four, five kilos? Weightlifting in that womb though. 
Is it the head? Is it the head? That's five. It's big ass bones. Actually, that's a good like question. T'challa. That's a lot of weight. <laughs> God. No, it must be though. Can't be like. If three. I find out mine's five, I don't know. If You're I'm gonna give birth to like a nine kg baby. No way. Bad, With like a bad, full bad. purse, the <laughs> tax number. It'll come out. <laughs> I'm dead. But I think yeah. So I think when you lose the twenty five, and I wonder how much do I lose. I'm 100 kilograms now, and my heaviest was 106, and my lightest ever was 70, ever meaning in like my adult life was 72, and I think I was 72 when I was 21, and that's the lightest, and the last time I was 72 was when I was like 15, so it was really, or 14 actually, so it was, no, even, even younger, 72 was very light basically for my, for my body, and I think even if I got there now, it's so nice and relaxing and a nice lie to tell myself that once I reach, okay, 72 is too light, maybe 80 um, from 100, 80, 85, I'll stop having to think about fatness. But I I really think that's a lie we tell ourselves. Absolutely. Like, Nyak, I think once you lose those 25, you'll still be constantly Fitch. policing and like designing your world around the fear of fatness. Definitely. Because even your small friends who are five foot and 45 kilograms are literally afraid of being, like everyone's afraid of being fat. Yeah. And do you think, so if we can't, do you think we can escape that? Absolutely. What do you think? I should actually be able to drink my cup of coffee on this podcast. No. <laughs> Case closed. Yeah. No respect. Anyway. Um, I actually genuinely think they should cull the generation of millennials. You know you are that, by the I'm way. I'm not a millennial. Millennial ends at 29, you're 33. So that means you're like... What do you mean ends at 29? The residual. So if millennial ends at 29... And then of course it's got some ricochet. Ricochet gets up to 33. I'm collateral. Yeah, you're collateral. <laughs> but yeah, okay, so knowing that you'll never be free, what are so, you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Knowing that ah, you will never be free from this fear hey. of fatness, no matter what weight you are. I'm jumping on the fucking Titanic, bro. It's time to end now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another thing I want to talk about. I thought I would die if I was fat. I need to actually talk about this. Wait, okay. So just in answer, yes, we'll talk about that. But in answer to that, mm. so like, I think what I'm literally coming to now is that like, um, I am so, so tired of chasing um, like an, uh, a formless goal. <clears throat> well, can, if I need to clear my throat, how can you keep cutting that out? Like there has to be a better way to do this. Anyway. Um, you listen to Bobo's podcast. No. Does she if Lex was giving and... birth, she'd just keep it in there. I don't think Bobo edits those little things. <laughs> Bobo, tell us if you do, by the way. Let's see if Flex was giving birth. She'd just keep it in there. It's like, yeah, just and beginning. And she'd be like, and so, how do you feel now? <laughs> Bobo, we love you. Come on the show. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah, I'm really thinking seriously about like just shifting my goals because... I was just like also standing on the scale. This is the thing. So you, you say, oh, I'm 100 now. And um, sorry, I'm 100 now. And I want to lose what, what, what. But the difference when you were like 106 to now 100 looks so much. Okay, first of all, the point is you don't look 100. You can do things that I would never expect. Like the number 100 mm, never occurred to me. Great. Like 
I'm what 93 so I'm almost like but it doesn't the things I do doesn't feel like a hundred and a hundred kg bitch shouldn't be able to jump on boxes um you know sprint up and down hills um lift the weights that I do like burpee like do you know what I'm saying so So the number's arbitrary it's it's absolute I feel like it's absolutely arbitrary and actually stressful for nothing also this BMI thing like I just wonder like whose body is it based on which standards is it are it's is it based on um because i can do a lot of things that people with a bit a better bmi can't do so what mm. does that mean and i'm just think really thinking to myself you know what this is why i'm now avoiding diets and you know you've been trying to encourage me to get onto newman I think- okay whoa yeah i'm gonna come in and defend myself <laughs> people kill me for that i will defend myself i'll have like, my time reclaiming my time <laughs> go ahead go ahead bitch it's because I just think there has to be a better way. Like it all mm. feels so unsustainable. I just want to live my damn life and be happy. Yeah. And I'm thinking maybe, maybe my goals should be different. Like maybe my goal should be, um, say it's uh, to climb Kilimanjaro. That's a quite a big goal. That's quite far. People but die on Kilimanjaro. People die on Kili. Yeah. So maybe it's to like whatever, something else. But like in order to do that, I have to do X, Y, Z. And let me just have fun with that. Maybe it's to salsa. I just want to learn how to salsa. Fuck, I'll salsa at 120 kgs and I'll salsa at 70. I don't give a fuck. I just want to know how to salsa beautifully. And let me just go enjoy myself. And mm. I I think my body will just support me in that. And I I have a feeling like when I'm when I'm at peace with myself, wherever I am, things start happening and I don't start going into all my coping mechanisms, um, which might be associated with gaining weight. So like, I see. you know, eating because I'm sad or whatever. Um, I'll be busy salsaing. I'll be I busy see. sewing. I'll be busy having fun in my life. So I'm just so, so, so tired of everything being about this magical number. Because bitch, when I reach this magical 72 that I want to be, then when I get to 73, do I stress? When do I start stressing again? Is it maybe 76? Then I'm like, I just, I'm so tired. I am so tired. Really? Yeah. And it also hit me. That if I'm, so let's say, if let's argument's sake, which is the actual thing, I'm 100 <laughs> now and I gain one kilo a year. Yeah. And I'm 26, then at what, 50? Yeah. Would I be 100? You know what I mean? Like, that scares me. Like, I just think. Okay, you're oh, going down the rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, actually, I'm going down the rabbit <laughs> hole. I don't know how I got there. Um, <laughs> but this is what it does to you, though. Yeah, like, like I'm what's the point it. of that calculation? Because also, Kundwa, <laughs> if you right now, you can't. Um, Oh, what's a physical thing you actually want to do? You're not even interested in those things. But like you can't draw or whatever it is, like or paint well. If every day you just did one little picture, you would be a fucking like maestro in 25 years. Like oh, that's interesting. It's just another thing to focus yeah. on that's just better. So for you, what comes out, what jumps out at me for you is that weight is clearly linked to like fitness and health because you are a physical person. Yes. And I guess the assumption was that I don't know, maybe being lighter means you could do more, yes. but you're literally nearly at the strongest literally. you've ever been now. At I heaviest. actually am at the strongest, arguably fittest that I've ever been in my life. Yeah, that's interesting. Very interesting. And so so for me, for someone who isn't physical, who doesn't really have an interest in exercise, um, then <laughs> I think I'm... I don't want to move my butt. I don't want my butt. No, I, I don't find it compelling or interesting at all. Yeah. Um, exercise itself. Uh, like a walk in nature is okay because you see some greens and stuff. <laughs> some greenery. <laughs> and we saw some like zebras the other day. That was nice. Yes. They don't exist outside of doors. We have to tell the Americans. So we were in a game <laughs> reserve that had them. We weren't like, they weren't on the streets. But I think if you don't, if you aren't interested in health, like I'm not, 
um, I do it because I actually just understand that on this planet, I have to keep my heart healthy. Then what am I attributing my weight to? I think it's clearly like an image. Like for you, your weight loss was attributed to you being healthier. Now we yeah. know that's false. Yeah. But for me, I don't really care about doing burpees and like lifting myself up on bars. Yeah. So my weight isn't content. My health isn't contingent on that. I think it's my self-image. Like I'm actually about... Am I making sense? Oh, your perceived health. So me, it's my perceived health. Yours yeah. is your perceived... So, because I do think there's a difference between, maybe, between perceived health and health. Like, I do think, like, it's just easier to be healthier. Anyway, that's just a long discussion. Um, I think, so what I'm saying is that yours is linked to health, mine's linked to image. Right. Because I'm not trying to get lighter so I can run more. I don't care about running. Yeah. I want to be less, way less, because... You want to look better? Yeah, I think... And it's interesting. That's a question I have, which I want to pose to everyone listening is do you think, like, I really do think we all have an optimum, just like a haircut. I really look good with, like, a curly wig. I look less good with X. I look really good with, like, short hair. I look less good with Y. Um, similarly, I, I love think, how you don't know what you don't look good with. I know. I was trying to so think about good. it, and I was yeah. like, actually, I look good in everything. So is that a false point? No. Oh, actually. I know. I can actually, I know. Shirts. I look I, don't, I look really good yes. with a low-cut shirt, and, and I don't look, I look very boxy with, like, a high neck. Although all I wear is polo necks. I love those turtlenecks. And ponchos. Poncho. Fuck, I love a poncho. Oh! Um, I'm already a witch. I'm already a 55-year-old witch in my poncho. <laughs> but do you think... So I think I look the best around maybe 80 kilograms. I love my jawline. Because a lot of money went into this jawline too. I had surgery. This bitch has been restructured. It was, it was surgery it's after amazing. my braces. Yeah. You actually... The babies in the family get everything, hey? All the I just had surgery. to fucking grin and bear it. <laughs> I literally, like, my knee popped all the fucking way out. Like, I had to go collect my knee. And my dad was like, you'll be fine. This happened to us literally, all the time. And I got jaw surgery. Well, I got, got hiccups and got everything. I got all of the things. All of the things. Now she looks like a, like, honestly. Well, that's the thing. I've eaten through my jaw. Like, now my jawline is. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, true. I used to have such a nice Tom Cruise jawline. And I just want that back. And if I could be fat and have that jawline, then it'd be good. But I, like, want that jawline. So do you think, like... Do you believe that you can ob- you objectively in your heart feel you have a way to look better at? Or do you think it's always a- a- attached to guilt of being big? That it's actually not that you look good when you're smaller per se, but you're actually just running away from this fear of fatness. Yeah, so I used to think that 70, 72 was that golden number for me. Um, but now I- it really, really feels like I will always be chasing an elusive goal if I keep Bitch. trying to, you know, if I keep trying to appease the scale. Oh my God. And I, my deepest desire right now is to just enjoy and celebrate where my body is right now. Because, because interestingly enough, like I got the most positive, the, the attention I wanted, the most positive attention and got laid the most at the biggest weight I've ever been. Like mm. for me, so positive sexual attention and all of that. When I was uh, like textbook should have felt the unsexiest, even according to my standards. Mm, that's so interesting. You know, I was the unsexiest, but it was literally like a weekend was the difference. Like I felt fat and ugly. And then a friend came and was like, bitch, you got curves. You don't know what this is. You were trophy. Like literally from the next weekend, I was just like, you know, working, working it. Like I was just getting laid for, so it was just, it was just a mental shift. And so, yeah. So I'm so tired of like waiting for this thing to arrive and it never does. And I think certain things are, are not facts. I will never be 33 again, 
my skin will never be this, you know, exactly what it is right now again, whether it's, you know, it'll get better or worse or whatever. But like right now, it's damn good. So actually right now, I need to fucking just live. And too many of us, too, I lived in the past too much. Like I keep looking at the 76 number on the scale and I actually think it's bullshit. And I just, I just want to come back to the present moment. I am so tired. Mm. So to answer your question, I think it's fictitious and fictional. And all these gurus are like, the past doesn't exist. The future doesn't exist. All you have is now. And it's Surely. facts. It's facts. So can't we just apply it to that? That's really true. I love that, Nyak. And I, I love... It's so interesting that for you, I think there's a real power in getting to a place you feared so much and looking around you and everything is still rosy. Literally. So getting to your biggest or going bankrupt or losing this and this. Literally. And being like, wow, I'm still actually here. Yeah. And I, no lie, I just thought I'd just die. I'd wake up dead if I ever reached, you know, my heaviest. And then one day I didn't wake up dead and I was my heaviest. And mind you, I mean that, in that time I found that I be- I've become more accepting of my body yeah. and its bigness the more I detach from male validation yes and when I really more than anything wanted to be seen by men and loved by men and I really engaged in performativity of sex I was watching a lot of porn and I thought this is how I have to look when I have sex I have to please this person I'm just an object for their desire is when I weighed the least and when I definitely would call that an eating disorder that Mm. I had um and so for me definitely I think it's so important to interrogate attractiveness because I attribute there's attractiveness about the gay a gaze and a male gaze and there's attractiveness <laughs> oh, gaze like the look the gay oh you're so funny you thought it was the gaze I like, was like yeah they the voguing are. gaze no 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 <laughs> the gaze with the z um versus like attractive to you so I think I always feel for the most part like beautiful but when I see pictures of myself or me re- reflected back in a way that I don't understand. That makes me sick. Like when I see a selfie that doesn't look good, then I feel ugly. Mm. When I um, I'm attracted to a guy, that's when I feel the most insecure and ugly because I so much want to fit into an assumed ideal that they must have. Yeah. So the more I divest from being sexy, um, the more I am sexy because it's for me. Yeah. And so I think that's like a really important thing to interrogate is for sure. Yeah, attractiveness and like for what sure. that means. Yeah, and yeah, the more and more we go through it, it's just, you know, hitting me that it really is, it actually will only ever make sense if it's all about you. Like, it just has Mm -hmm. to be about you at the beginning, at the end, everything. It can never, ever be about someone else or someone else's standards or whatever. Like, for me, that's what I have to pull it down to because, hey, I'm all I got. For real. And I think it's really interesting because... I really want to explore, I think regardless of your relationship to fatness now, if you feel fine with it or not fine, I really, I asked my sister before this podcast to think of the first time she was called fat or felt fat. And I think we all need to, because I think you'll find it's so rooted in something our parents said or did or didn't say or didn't do. And I think it's so important to, only when you get to the root, you can like release it, you know, only when you find that like bug in your room that is your life you can like squash it and throw it away and so like I remember that too I remember I think I was 11 or 13 and dad he just came in in a fury into the house and he's like you need exercise and I was like <laughs> okay and then he took me to the machine the the bike the spinning bike and he's like you will you will go on this thing for an hour or whatever and I was like okay and then I was on it and I was like I picked up a book because like this is this this shit is boring I picked up a book 
And he came in and he just like grabbed the book and he's like, no, 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 you need to, you need to exercise properly. Look in the mirror and there's a mirror in front of us. It's like, if you don't like what you see, how anyone else? And I remember thinking... Oh my God. I know. And I remember thinking, who told... First of all, nigga, who told you I don't like myself? First of all, <laughs> nigga, answer that. Who told that. you I don't like myself? And second of all, even as a kid, I remember thinking... But why does it matter? Yeah. Like, why am I trying to be someone's bride? Because you're saying I'm not going to be chosen if I don't look cute. And to you, my body isn't cute. But like, why does that matter? And I was thinking about this yesterday because I think, and this links in with parenthood. And this is why I really am. I think it's such, you have to be really thoughtful about when, if, and when you want to become a parent. Because what happened was my dad's under pressure his business is failing in a country he's new to. He's stressed. Don't know what's happening in his marriage. Rent is due. School fees are due. He's had a hard day at work. He comes home. He has diabetes. He sees his kid. He thinks they're big. Doesn't want them to get diabetes. Shouts at them. Something he could never remember to this day. But that stuck with me forever. And mm-hmm. that's as a parent, as a caregiver, you can slip up for a moment and that changes the, the course of someone's life forever. And I think that's nothing... You can't control that. Well, no, you can actually. You can control that if you're like really, really conscious of how you exist. Mm -hmm. I know as a parent, I will slip up. But I think it's so important to think about the things we say to people because you just, especially children, you just don't know what will stick and what will kind of fuck them up. Yeah. And I've totally made peace. I made peace a long time ago, but it took me, I forgot about that memory. I'd buried it and I stumbled upon a journal, I think a year ago and I read it and I just cried. I couldn't believe it made so much sense why I felt the way I felt about myself because my body had been framed as an object for men yeah. by my own father. And yeah. so I was like, just, I, I got it. Yeah. I totally got it. And that coupled with my first memories of being catcalled at 11 yeah. and younger as a, yeah. a, a baby, as a child, just like this idea yeah. that like, I'm just here for men. They can do what they want. I have yeah. to look good for them. When you remember all that stuff, it hurts, but then you can let it go. And I think it's so important then like my weight has been definitely attached to my pain body. But now that I'm releasing my pain body, mm-hmm. I really want to interrogate why I'm on a diet. I'm on a calorie counting diet at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I really, I think my hunch is that it's not, my hunch is that it's not healthy, but I can't see why it's not. I think unlike, for example, blackness, I've always known that was a beautiful thing. So I really have understood it intellectually and grappled with it. I always knew fatness was a bad thing. And so I never had to interrogate why I wanted to lose weight. It was just obviously if you're fat or if you, I don't know, if if you exist, you want to lose weight. And that's how a lot of us operate. But we've never thought of why. We've really never asked ourselves why. Because if you go to the doctor, you have a healthy heart rate, your um, blood blood sugar level is perfect, your cholesterol is perfect, you can exercise, you can run, you can lift weights, you can do things. Yeah. Why are we trying to lose weight? And I, I don't yeah. know the answer. You can run faster than me. I can run hella far. I can sprint. Mm-hmm. I can throw, do burpees. I do a, cu- a cute ass burpee She does now. a cute burpee. My plank is looking okay. It really is, yep. I do a good devil's press. I do the, I lift weights. Like, she I'm does. good. I'm fit. So mm-hmm. what's the issue, dog? Like, what's the issue? Yeah. And I think... This has come because I'm so exhausted at being at war with my body. Yeah. And this year I told myself, this is the last year I'm dieting. Um, I want a lifestyle change. I really want to be informed about what is good for me. Like yeah. when I put that in my mouth, what does it do for my body? And that's why I'm on this program called Noom, which is about, you have to count your calories on it. 
um, and it shows you, it talks about the food groups and teaches you about the psychology of why you eat when you eat. Um, a lot of like blind eating, just eating out of habit, a lot of habits and emotional attachment you have to food. So for me, it is a psychological program, but right. it does ask you to count calories if you wish to lose weight. Mm. Um, so I think I will link it. You can look at it if you're interested, um, just so you can make that decision for, well, no, maybe I won't. Should I link it? You know what? See how you feel when you get there. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. Well, people can, you can Google that if you're interested, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're but, lucky because I'm being forced. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going on noon for two weeks with me just because. Well, no, no. You, you're not. You're not gonna make me the demon in this. You were literally in tears about how the scale has not moved, but maybe that's changed. You don't have to go on it, but like, yeah, it's up to you, of course. But what it's really showed me is I was mistreating my body with how I was eating, right? And like, I wasn't using food as fuel. But anyhow, I think the big, big summary is that this year is the last year I'm being quote unquote at war with my body i'm right. done after this i'm truly i'm done all the weight i need to lose if i want to it's this year yeah <laughs> and then i'm done and then i'm just eating thoughtfully and maintaining and eating consciously um and intentionally and that will sort me out like if yeah. you fuel your body the rest will handle itself which is why i also wonder why do i need to lose weight like if i just eat well won't my body just sort itself out that's what i'm wondering too like i'm thinking you're saying this is the last year i'm going to be at war with my body and i'm just thinking why don't why isn't last year the last year mm. that you're at war with your body that you're at war with your body mm. and like i don't want to be at war with my body for another year i actually just want to stop right fucking now yeah. and and get to that place now of eating thoughtfully or or just being thoughtful about my body yesterday i realized you know you mentioned like you want a dining room table because um you, so so that we eat on that table yes. and i just thought if i only allowed myself to eat on that table bitch i'd cut my food intake by like you know, it would be good down by a quarter. Yeah. Whatever. I'd eat a quarter of what I eat. Yeah. Now, there'd be much less senseless eating. Yeah. Like not eating to fuel, but eating just as a thing. To yeah. Do. Yeah. Yeah. That's so but funny. Then, okay. On the flip side, devil's advocate, yeah. like the white men love to be, I'm a white man. I love being a devil's advocate. <laughs> devil's advocate. I have one life to live. I have about 70 years left on this planet. I want a flat stomach so that when I sit for my Insta pictures and I hold my thong up, there's no fupa. There's no like, yeah. Fat there. Yeah. If I have one life to live and this body's just a vessel, why don't I just crash diet the fuck out of it and then look cute and enjoy myself? So this is what, but this is what I think the difference is. You want, <laughs> the fupa must fall. I don't know if that's, Ooh, the that's fupa actually, must fall. but I think that's actually disrespectful to the hashtag must fall movement. Well, you've said it and I'm not editing that out. So you can do all the, the backlash from the blacks. <laughs> Good luck. No blacks. I'm one of you. <laughs> <laughs> I might be privileged, but still. But still. Um, yeah, is the is so now when it changes from I've gotta lose I've gotta lose weight, I've gotta lose weight to okay, now I have a goal. I want a flat stomach for XYZ and you can somehow, within your psychology, release the the weight and the pressure and the pain of being forced to be something that you're not to or to be lighter or to whatever it is. And it's actually just a goal that you want to go for. I'm um, like me, I want to be able to do five push-ups and along the way my core has to get strong, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But it's gonna be fun to be able to do five proper real push-ups mm. and you know, five pull-ups. Um, I think that changes things. I like that kind of goal and that incentive as opposed to 
I want to get to 73. Do you think? I really feel that way. For me, it's more exciting because getting to 73, you can do it in all sorts of unhealthy ways. You can go through the crash diet you did and just having smoothies every day. You can um, you can also be miserable through it all. But for me, because I like movement, um, getting to be able to do five real push-ups is an exciting goal to reach for. And then really allowing myself to say whatever the fuck my body looks like when I can do five push-ups is what it looks like. But I achieved that goal of doing five push-ups. Next goal, five pull-ups or three pull-ups or whatever it is. So interesting. Next goal, you know, um, running two Ks without needing to stop. Yeah. And whatever my body needs to look like to be able to do that is what it looks like. But if it can support me and it feels good, then I'm doing well and I'm enjoying myself. Yeah. I I like that. And I think the question I want to pose to you is that I think the two factors, there's how you feel and there's what society reinforces. Yeah. If I'm happy with being fat, but I literally can't board a plane because I'll have to buy two seats or they will kick me off. I literally can't shop for clothes. I have to go to fucking Evans. What's the other? Miladies. All these trash places that sell bin bags. They just put a seam on it and they sell it to you because you're fat. But it's colorful. Yeah. If the whole world, if I'm like, I'm happy being fat, but the whole world is like, oh, bitch, no, you're not. Because we're going to make it hella uncomfortable for you to do everything. Then we're like... How do you reckon? Well, rather, I think that's an important question to interrogate because I think our outside reinforcement, when you were at your smallest, when I was at my smallest, yeah, when I had my eating, I don't know if it's an eating disorder, but I'd have two smoothies a day. They were watermelon and strawberry smoothies. And then I'd have one chicken breast and I'd go to the gym twice a day. And that's how I lost like 20 kilos in two, three months. And I was, you know, sorry to interrupt you, but how sick I think that I was slash is or am is uh, that <laughs> I'm literally you're joining. Like, you're just, this, this, her eyes went huge. She's like, oh, bitch, I'm taking this down. That's all? The watermelon is, okay. Watermelon smoothie? Oh, okay, okay. Okay, yeah. This bitch is loving it. And... Brain fart. And that's... um. That's when I got the most compliments is that, oh, bitch, or not most compliments. Rather, it was re- enforced by people like congratulating and telling me I looked good. Mm. I did look good, but the weight loss was severe. And like, I remember going to dinner with a friend we um from school that no one had seen in a while. And everyone was like, girl, you look thin. You're good. You look so thin. You've lost weight. And I looked at how much she was eating and it just didn't add up. She was having a starter. She didn't finish. We all had main meals. And this has happened on several occasions. And when I talked to her, she said, you know, I'm, I struggle eating regularly. All the reinforcement people telling me I look good really also just like fuels this fire of me eating badly because like I was big when I was younger and now I just don't want to be that person anymore. I don't want to be that, that girl who's so ashamed of herself. Yeah. And so I really think about the reinforcement we get from our environments. If your environment isn't built for your body, um, and, and think of people who have chronic illnesses, who are in wheelchairs, who are differently abled. Like if your environment's built every day to tell you, oh, you're trash. It doesn't matter how much self-love you've done at home. You can't come in here because we don't have ramps. So but like if your environment does that, yeah. if you don't see one film with a person in a wheelchair falling in love, if you're just a sidekick, you know, the geeky sidekick who just is a friend and doesn't want sex. What do you do? Yeah. So I think, I mean, that's such an, uh, that's a, an important question to ask ourselves. For sure, for sure. You know, I look, I've got my kind of utopic answer, but I, mm. I yeah, I only know. And I think, oh yeah, I don't, I don't experience 90% of what you just said there. Actually, the only thing I experience maybe is being a black woman in a white man's world. 
And you um, still think you're that bitch, so that's not really a... That's, yeah. <laughs> Yak is so, so self-obsessed. Yeah, so, so my really... answer would be, you know, just, just remember that you're that bitch. So Honestly, which, I agree. I, well, yes. Yeah, so yeah, it can I mean... sound flippant. I think it, it can sound flippant or it can be empowering. And I just think it's it's up to you. And you have to just... The, what, what What is your other option? If, if, you're, if you don't want to just die, like to just give in and mm. not be here then you have to find a way to decide that the sh- the sewage that you can smell isn't that bad and you can probably grow flowers right by you anyway mm. if you can't move entirely you know i yeah yeah I and i think i really want to get um someone with a chronic illness or with yeah. who's definitely able to come chat about um sp- bodies and spaces definitely um and i want to hear oh I was just going to say, and my comment wasn't on their part at all. Oh, yeah, like, no, no, I'm no. I'm just speaking for myself for as everything that I face. So I'm really not speaking for anything that I don't experience. Yeah. So as big, able-bodied black bitches. Bitch. Um, um, but I, yeah, for my situation, for my intersection and our intersection that we inhabit. Yeah. I do agree with that mindset about, I, I personally have really relinquished the desire for my environment to change. Yeah. So I don't believe um, anyone's going to get a plus size range as much as H&M has, as much as other places do. Yeah. That's such a nice surprise, but I genuinely don't expect anything around me to ever change. And I work from that point. So that's why part of it is why I want to lose weight is because I don't expect to find clothes that look cute on me. So I'd sooner honestly just lose weight so I can fit into the ones that are there. I really am. And I think that's, they're really strong and positive, encouraging examples of that in my life where I'm actually, I always am the path of least resistance. Um, Unfortunately, this one, the path of least resistance directly feeds into like a white supremacist and like, yeah, really disgusting um, outlook that your body's not enough. Right, right. So I do need to interrogate that, but it just is so much easier for me to just lose weight so I can fit into a 16 and I can shop everywhere. And I really think that if that is the path of least resistance, make peace with that and have fun along the way. Mm. Like, that that's how I feel. Because if you don't, it's just going to be a struggle and you'll be at war again. Yeah. Like, do what you got to do. Marianne Williamson, I think, in one of her poems says, do what you got to do to feed the children and, like, just get on with it. Like... Just enjoy, just enjoy it. If that's what you want to do, own it and do it with joy. So your noom, your counting calories, have fucking fun, girl. So whereas yours is to lose weight to fit into those things, literally this morning I was thinking, fuck this shit. I'm going to make all the clothes I want to wear and I'm going to have fun. They're going to have color. I'm done with trying to shop and blah, blah, blah. And I I don't think it's that hard for me to to go shopping and stuff for my size, but it's, I, I, it, it's triggering because I used to be size 10 and 12 mm. and now I'm not, I'm, I don't know what even I am now, 16, 18. Mm. Um, and that's for me, it's just like, no, I just don't want to put on a pair of jeans or put on something and it doesn't fit nicely. I'm just going to make it. I'm going to make whatever I, I love want. that. I yeah. absolutely love that. Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah. And it feels good is the thing. So it doesn't feel like in retaliation. It feels like, you know what, let me do this thing for myself. And I think we need to have a conversation. I really want my friend um, Nunu to come on and just chat about relationships to food because she's a Gemini, yeah. all around bad bitch. So and she's just amazing. Has, exactly. She has ideas on everything. She'd just be the, the perfect person to come chat about that. Right. Um, but I think the, also the reason, because I know you'd mentioned like losing weight is, is my path of least resistance. Yeah. I also think for me, a huge journey and why I've accepted being fat is because I 
love how I treat my body now. Yeah. At my biggest, I'm the most healthiest in terms of nutrition Literally. and in terms of my what I can do. Yeah. And so And your body image though. I think it's the best. My it's body ever image, been. yes, it's the best it's ever been. And actually mm. Noom needs to sponsor me because I'm about to shout them out again. The reason why I love Noom is because I've really through understanding like nutritional content, I didn't know just how and also like the science behind food and also like energy and just mm. getting diseases because of the energy that some foods have and stuff. Mm. I really didn't know how bad, for example, or just not how, rather how calorific a pizza was. So I mm. do things like I'd only have a pizza the whole day, eight slices, but that's more than my daily recommended. And if I'm sitting in bed and I'm unhappy and I'm eating these things that aren't filling me, like if I have three chocolate bars I'm still starving mm. and then I eat more and then that's not impacting my body well. Mind you, the energy, the vibration of a chocolate bar and the cow's oh, milk and stuff gee, like that. Yeah. So for me, calories is a part of it and calories is a triggering word, but the nutri- the the information, right. the lessons I'm learning in nutrition have really helped me make thoughtful decisions about how I eat. And fortunately or unfortunately, I've had to go by way of calories, mm. but I really am the healthiest I've been. And so it's actually fantastic that I'm also the biggest because that's just like a testimony yeah. to, I don't know what, but it's something good. You're so right. You're so right. And I'm <laughs> going to take that for myself. I Literally, my body's doing its best at my biggest and that's a testimony to something and I'm going to figure it out. Facts. Yeah. Facts only. Facts only. So if anyone wants to hop on a um, podcast, if you're in Joburg or anywhere in the world, because we can record regardless of which city you're in. Because we that bitch. Because we that bitch. You just need a Skype or a Skype account um, and ideally an iPhone or just a phone that can record really well the yeah. sound. Yeah. We'd love to talk about fatness, um, relationships to food, eating disorders, um, how desirability in bodies, yeah. bodies and spaces. Yeah. Um, differently abled bodies and how we occupy our worlds yeah i'm really interested in that stuff and i really want to hear from you or or, uh, what i want you to reflect on um because of just it was so good for me is to really think when was the first time you felt unattractive when's the first time you felt fat who did you hear that from how did your parents encourage or discourage you around food because when when you identify those moments you can really let them go Mm. um you can cry face them be in pain but then Mm. they they, they're not as um when you face your monsters they're not as big and i think that's like a really good step to making peace with yourself Mm. um and i think one thing so this was all spurred on by i hurt my shoulder in crossfit it popped out the socket and i was screaming and i dropped the barbell it was actually (laughs) so cinematic in my head And I love being unwell or ill or when I have like a physical issue because I'm reminded of how much if it takes like my shoulder popped out, but there are literally tens of thousands of of things that my body does every day to keep me well. And one thing's gone wrong. And it reminded me that for every one thing that's not going right with your body, there are two things that are like our bodies are our biggest fans and we have to work in collaboration and be kind to them. Because they're literally our biggest fans and we have been, I think collectively, I can say we've probably all been so abusive to them, but they're trying their fucking hardest. Like they really are doing their best. You know, you have a cold, but bitch, you have a cold, but your body's synthesizing protein the whole time. Your body's making your bones strong. Your body's like, you've got a period. It's managing your menstrual cycle. If you don't have a period, maybe you're standing. Like your body's managing your spine and like all the fluids that need to keep that shit up. Like 
She's she, keeping your eye blinking so bitch. that shit doesn't dry up and, you it know, just, pop out. It does out. so much like, for us, like 24-7. And then yeah. we, like, starve it or accrual or feed it trash. And it's and like... say bad things to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just boring. I just think we should be kind to ourselves, whatever yeah. that means. If that means gaining more weight, losing, I don't yeah. know. It looks different for everyone, but that's just... Yeah. A story I couldn't be, I just couldn't, didn't have the strength to type out in text. So this is my Instagram story, guys. <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. I, I just absolutely love that. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Oh, your energy's up. You were so sad my to ener- record this. I was so sad, but I knew it was so necessary. And now my energy's so up because, you know, this has been revolutionary for me. And I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start talking differently to my body. And, you know, that's it. Just, yeah. just change my focus. I know what it's like to talk my body down. I've tried that. Great. I'm going to try something new now. I love that. Yeah. Thank you, Kundi. Thank you so much, everyone who's listening. Yeah. God bless you all. Yeah. Sorry if that's triggering too. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. We can end this right here. (laughs) Like, comment, subscribe, share.